Hello everybody, I'm Grandmaster Peter Heiner Nelson and welcome to the sixth episode of the Chicken Chess Club podcast, where I'm once again joined by my dear friends, Grandmasters Jan Gustafsson and Laurent Fresnet to talk about the exciting world of chess. So, Laurent, tell me, how has your week been? Uh, amazing intro, uh, Peter. Congratulations. Uh... That sounded like Ziri, but it was actually Peter, right? Like, it sounded like it was computer generated. Uh, yeah, so my week, uh, I'm right now in Marseille, uh, which is uh, one of the nicest cities in, uh, in France. And there is a lot of chess activities uh, uh, nice, nice club, uh, Marseille Echec. So I, I gave a simul yesterday to to kids after a kids tournament, um, and uh, tomorrow I will give uh, a masterclass. And in the meantime, I have uh, sightseeing. Uh, so I'm taking from my sightseeing time to talk to you guys. So I hope you you enjoy it. On behalf of the chess community, I think we should all thank you for your tireless work. As an ambassador for the game, inspiring the next generation. It's Thank very, you. very generous. So how, how is that, Jan? You are stuck in Hamburg, right? <laughs> I'm in Hamburg. I played German Cup over the weekend. I have some more exciting stories about German trains. I played Ooh. our boy Luki yesterday. How did it go? Um, draw. Draw. But... Our team won, so it's all good. Other than that, not much happening. This this chess professional life, it's a grind. Like I travel some to some village every Friday. Then I play chess on Saturday and Sunday. Then I travel back. So you it's played rough. two games. What, what, what happened? It was semi-final and final? No, uh, I think so there you won, more you won Saturday. Or? So it was the intermediate round. Okay, good, good. Yes. So, a good, good, good weekend for you and the team, yeah? Good. Yeah, great success. Yeah. We're talking German Cup here, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're still expecting Peter in the finals because his Deitz our team made it as well. Okay, well, yeah. Feel, I mean, I have actually played your guys, but in the semifinal before uh, and such. Anyway, you probably also really want to hear about my week and... Um, well, as usual, it started pretty well with, uh, with quite some golf, but uh, unfortunately it made me very tired. So, so when I came back from golf and I was sort of thinking about feed, I suddenly uh, lost, lost balance uh, in my living room. And then, well, I didn't know really what to do. So I was trying to sort of, maybe I could fall backwards. I quickly looked to the left. I could see the sofa standing there. Uh, and our sofa has a sort of nice uh, cushion on top that you, I could just sit down on. But you should understand, I looked to the left, so I was only getting what's on my left side. And I re didn't manage to remember that our sofa is not symmetrical. So the spot right behind me didn't have a cushion. So I ended simply falling backwards down on the floor and getting some, some physical uh, injuries. So chess politics can, can be dangerous. But... Um, Oh, I can say that by, by now I'm recovered, and uh, I'm in Denmark with Magnus, who's playing this uh, online tournament, and, uh, well, yesterday we even played paddle tennis. Um, well, we played uh, three against one, and um, me and Magnus' parents lost 6-0-6-0-6-1 to Magnus and paddle, but I think we thought that was a pretty good result. It's part of so the generally, job, right? Sorry? It's part of the job, right? Yeah, more or less so, right? I mean... Um, 
I, I agree. I think actually once during the London candidates, uh, I decided to take a risky three-point shot to, to beat him in basketball. I didn't actually win in. So, but generally, I lose all the time, but it comes pretty naturally, I would have to admit. Um, but things are, are great here. We are the north of uh, Denmark. Uh, there is the beach and good food and stuff like this. So we are enjoying ourselves, or at least, at least I am. And um, he's asleep now, so I'm also using paid work time to do a podcast. So pretty good stuff, I would say. Just to recap, you were standing in your living room after an intense session of golf, and you thought about Fide, and you, you fell. Correct. Okay, that was, just, uh, just yeah, that's the sure. summary. Okay. Yeah. How, how many times a day do yeah. you think about Fide? Okay. Let's say average. I don't think we should sort of count it in days. I think uh, it's an, an hourly thing, right? No. But what do you think more about, like ranking from one to three? Fide, Giri, Carlson. Well, it depends. I mean, I think a lot about chess openings too. So it's really a, it's a complicated mix, I will say. I would say basically, well, your subconscious are, are doing these kind of things, right? And it's hard to sort of, uh, I mean, well, I guess we, we all, you know, we go out in the nature, but that we are really, what we really do is that we are thinking about nuances in the Berlin. With right? one edge for yeah. That's pretty common. We all go out in the nature and think about nuances in the Berlin. I, yes. I can't speak no. for Laurent, but <laughs> actually I can. We don't do that. No, okay. Well, that's what I do. And sort of, well, uh, I mean, no, sometimes actually pretty good ideas materialize and such. So, in the uh, forest, yeah? You have pretty I, I good ideas. like this, but, uh, well, golf is a <laughs> forest, more or less. Yeah. So, I don't know. Any I mean, other people no in the forest? Not that many, no. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, please, I thought please, I was please. the host of the show, but you see, guys seem yeah. to take control of where, it go, where we're going. So your um, ranking was one Fede, two Geary, three Carlson? No, I would probably say Carlson is, is, uh, is leading there because uh, I'm pretty obsessed with chess openings as well. Uh, it's but, not uh, that I'd really have to ups and answer Magnus well, because he's paying you, yeah? This is not... Uh... No, I think more... Yeah. He's paying me, so I have to provide quality. That's... Uh, I think uh, that's more, more, more how I see it, I would say. The other one gets it for free. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, could we maybe move on and start talking about the Grand Chess, uh, chess Tour? Where, um, well, we have moved from Bucharest to Warsaw, and we have moved from classical chess to rapid and blitz. And uh, we have a new surprising... Or maybe for some surprising leader. We, we should remind that the we, we, are, we are Monday, so Who's the tournament is not yet over. And they played the... Yeah, one day no, played. there is one day left. But I think the, the whole world was stunned with uh, Vichy Anand, uh, the former, I think, five-time world champion, just uh, starting out with five out of five, right? And uh, basically crushing the field. And uh, while his lead has somewhat uh, diminished, he's still the, the, the big favorite going into... Day five of day one. Yeah, he just crushed the, the rapid tournament winning with one hand to spare. It's not such, I mean, to me, he was always in, let's say, in the year, uh, in the 90s and uh, 2000s, he, he was always crushing in rapid. And when you get older, you have this. Of course. It's very difficult to keep the tension, I mean, at least for me in classical games, but in rapid. Um, it's possible, so you, you can have a few good days. I mean, I'm not so... I, I would be, let's say, if Vichy tomorrow wins... I'm, I'm not sure he's playing, but if he wins no HS, I would be shocked. Um, or something like that. But uh, him winning this happy tournament, I mean, 
of course it's uh, it's a surprise, mm-hmm. but it's not shocking because it's so great that okay. No, I I get your point, and it's true that uh, at his uh, best years he was I mean winning a lot of classical tournaments, but rapid he was completely crushing for a while. But but then later, well, you could see that age was somewhat taking its toll. And the Blitz and Rapid somehow seems to become his lesser disciplines, with the exception of he actually won the World Rapid, uh, I think, uh, a bit more than four years ago. Uh, yeah, I remember. So, uh, Jan, want to weigh in on H? Or? Yeah, I was surprised, but um, it's it's nice to see, like, the, the old dog... <clears throat> Still showing his class. Uh, I was surprised because I thought his results in Rapid over the last year, with that exception you mentioned, weren't that good. While in Classical you can still live on preparation and class, but it seemed like he didn't care so much about the clock recently in his Rapid and Blitz games and even lost some there. So it was nice, nice to see. And yeah, we don't see it often. I think Ivanchuk also won a World Rapid when he was... I don't know if he was in his late 40s or somewhere there. But Vichy is how old? 52. To, I hope I got that right. And to crush, crush a field like that was very inspiring. And hilarious tweet by our dear friend Anish Giri, who said, Vichy retigered. Made me chuckle. Ah, I didn't get so it. You're going after now. Anish. Okay. Wow. What? I'm praising him for his humor. Yeah. So you are you are you are you are claiming, Jan, on a regular basis that you are aging better than uh, than um, than Peter and myself. So how does that work? I mean, like uh, you should tell us. He's just much younger. <laughs> <laughs> are we just talking? Are we just talking looks or just yeah, both? Um, no, I think you you look incredibly handsome today. <laughs> so I can't can't agree on that front. Other than that. Well, it's obviously true. Mainly the trick is not to lose all your rating because you think you're the sa- still the same player. And that's easier for people like me who never had any confidence. So I never expect to do well. And I'm always very defensive. And like that, I can defend my rating a little better. Well, you still think you it's Mind Games 24. <laughs> and you, you'll crush everyone. And then Father Time tells you... No. So you think that Vichy... It's a very good point, actually. So, oh, so, sorry, so, yeah, I was no, but, I mean, like, So Vichy, no. what, what is the mindset... I'm the editor of this. Of, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what's the mindset of Vichy? He, he just plays... Uh, he just goes there, uh, go very relaxed. Or does he prepare very well? Or how does that work? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I think he just goes there and doesn't care too much. And uh, I don't know. Peter will probably yeah. know better from what I've seen from Vichy when he plays chess. He will very much care. I'm not sure how much you can prepare for Rapid, but when he plays an official tournament, I think he very much cares. Yeah, I would guess that he cares less. But uh, again, I mean, when you have been the, the best player in the world, when you've been the world champion numerous times, I mean, well, you get used to certain standards, and I'm sure that uh, he, he cares a lot uh, and such. But, well, I mean, at his best... He wasn't used uh, to defeat, at least now. He's gotten used to that, so maybe he appreciates winning uh, even more and is a bit more surprised uh, uh, when it actually happens these days and such. Um, but, I mean, this idea of Vichy not taking a chess event seriously or preparing, I think uh, that's not going to happen. You can also see that he's up to speed in openings. He had news ideas and such. He was uh, very interesting to watch. I just wanted to add on this thing that Jan said, because uh, Kasparov in his book wrote about Larsen, 
that his optimism was a very useful tool on the way up, but of course it also accelerates the fall. And that's exactly the point. That Well, if you're optimism and thinks you, that you're great, well, it will help you when you are doing well. But if you are very optimistic, but uh, your power seems to start failing you, it can also really hurt you a lot. I think that, well, I'm just trying to add to, to Jan's point. Yeah, you're, you're, so you're just, you're you. just saying to tell me that I should quit. Yeah. <laughs> I should just stop playing. Yeah. No, I wasn't thinking about you. Actually. No, just embrace being a chicken. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are there any tournaments, Laurent, while we're on that topic that you will be playing in the near future? Yeah, we'll come to that uh, later. I will play the, first of all, I will play the French League. I will play the Olympiad. I will play the French Championship. Wow. So I'm, I'm incredibly busy and incredibly uh, enthusiastic about that perspective. <laughs> so, so let's see how it goes. Uh, few games in Bundesliga as well. So I will be like, I will play more in the next three months than in the last three years. So, yeah, I'm not too sure, but uh, yeah, it will be interesting. I will test some of our prep just to annoy Peter <laughs> and offer a door when the prep ends, which makes ah, like Peter even more uh, sick at me. I think he's referring to a Bundesliga game with Vichy, but of course there could there's numerous examples. <laughs> well, it's basically we had one idea, and uh, well, Laurent chooses to play it and then just uh, make a draw immediately afterwards. Well, you could just have forced a draw in any kind of other way and not waste the idea. Yeah, but I wanted to play. That was my point. I'm optimistic, so I wanted to win that game. No, you didn't no want I wanted to play against Vichy. I mean, like I, I just wanted, you know, you play Vichy it's not every day, so you just. You just want a game, you want... But what's the point of but making... When you accept a draw, move 22, your desire for the game was fulfilled? Yeah, yeah mm. I mean, like, we played some moves, like, extra moves out of prep. Then there was something to discuss after the game. Uh, that was a nice start, moving the pieces. And, uh, yeah, I, no, I but should you mention just that using... it, was, it, was, oh, uh, <laughs> it, it was my idea. So, I mean... But you had just... Yeah, yeah no, but, I mean, it was uh, my, my, uh, my prep. I mean, like... It's not your personal prep, it's prep you have done while being paid, no? <laughs> we should stop that conversation. I mean, it becomes like me saying that this is the factory's product, is actually mine because... No, but my point is, well, you are using the prep to make a draw, but just look slightly less embarrassing, right? No, I'm not That's the whole like concept. going to the game and think, okay... You're not trying to win. I'm trying to play, you know, like... No, but that's rule number one of the Chicken Chess Club. You want a draw, of course, but you don't want to force it with white in some well-known line because that looks dumb. So if you have some idea where you're still safe, that's great, of course. And then you can still offer it. Jan is actually right. Yeah. You're both right. Um, I actually agree. Fair enough. Um, okay. Uh, does that well, we're on the... Back to the Grand Chess Tour. For, sorry for the jumping. Uh-huh. I noticed Magnus won't be thrilled about this, that... Caruana and Aronian are now world number two and three in Blitz. Nakamura is one. Magnus is down to four. Caruana wasn't the the read on him. He's he's weak in Blitz. Now he's number three in the world. Yeah, but the, weak I is mean, strong. I'll say weak is a bit strong. Yeah, yes. but um, uh, anyway, I mean, like no doubt, uh, Magnus is a much better, much, much, much better Blitz player than uh, Fabi. Even if Fabi is good, obviously, but it's you know this twenty. I mean, you play nine games a day. It's uh, by 20 every game. I mean, like, uh, this coefficient is, is uh, big, so you make huge difference and just one bad turn. I remember I had better blitz rating at some point than MVL. I mean, like, which 
which because he played some two lousy tournaments. And trust me, uh, MVL is uh, 10 times better than me at Blitz. So, I mean, this can happen. And the next list, he was world number one. I mean, like, it's very um, random, I would say. You should check my rapid rating if you want to laugh. But, uh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I agree with you. Also, I think on an earlier episode, I praised FIDE for the rating system. This is uh, solely based on the classical rating. I agree that the blitz rating and such, you cannot have that many games and uh, that high coefficient, as Lauren points out, that doesn't work. Why don't they just make it like in classical? Like, still a lot of games, right? You could just have the five coefficient and the list would be a bit more meaningful, no? I would, would guess so. Uh, don't ask me. I mean, uh, well, it creates good... No, I would rather say that the problem is a Blitz tournament can also have, let's say, 30 games. And then if you play a lot of games um, with the same rating, you can make incredible jumps. I think, uh, if I remember correctly, if you play 72 games uh, with coefficient 10, it doesn't matter what your start rating is. Your end rating will basically be the same, more or less. So, I mean, these things uh, doesn't uh, work that, that well, I, I would say. But I think Blitz rating is something we don't take that seriously. I would also add about Karwan and Blitz. Uh, I remember I spoke with his coach, Kasim Janov, and there was this sort of uh, prestigious match between Nakamura and uh, Karwana in Rapid and Blitz uh, in, with Sinkfield. And everybody thought, of, of course, uh, Nakamura is the huge favorite, but Karwana won it uh, quite easily. And, and Kasim was pointing out that, well... Caruana is good. If it's a serious event, he prefers for it. Of course, he can play well. Just normally, he doesn't care too much and such. This idea that uh, he's not good at it is, is just plainly wrong. Having said that, uh, well, I understand I'm, I'm paid to say it, but I still think that Magnus is, of course, uh, by far the best in, in any discipline. And, uh, yeah, you were praising last time. I remember a classical uh, FIDE rating system, and I forgot to contradict you. Uh, because, okay, this inactive stuff, I mean, that you don't, you don't lose the rating if you don't play. It's yeah. just... Completely wrong, actually. And I'm not saying that because you didn't play for the last two years. But uh, in general, mm -hmm. I think you just... You basically... If, if you play less, uh, yes, you, and... you lose uh, practice and in, you lose uh, strength. I mean, it's very, very clear. We, we know. We know it. To a certain degree, but still it's also... I mean, it's not 100 points. I mean, there is players who, you know... Well, we think, should Kasparov start playing again? He would not be 28, uh, 50 perhaps, but he would be pretty good, despite having played in 10 years. I mean, that would be different, that would be different in tennis, for instance. Yeah, you think Kasparov would be still um, 27, 50? I'm not sure. I don't think so. 27, 50, but... Uh, I think he... Okay. Yeah, we will not know. Yeah, um, but, um, I mean, let's say half a year of inactivity is not necessarily that bad to some extent. So. It's what I call summer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that is true. Um, okay. We are moving on and we are going to the Just for the record, the, the oh. US and A have the first three blitz players in the world now, the top three. And Wesley So. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the record, um, uh, Kasim when you were talking to Kasim about his match against Kawana, he was, he is not anymore the coach of... Former, former coach. coach yeah. of, okay, his former coach. Of, of uh, Kawana. Thanks for correcting me. Uh, always a pleasure. Good. Yes. <laughs> so, Chuchelov, by the way, is the new coach? I'm, I'm not even sure. I think Chuchelov, yeah, is there now. Who is the new coach? But they've always been yeah. on and off. No, I'm not sure how, if it's a regular thing. I would guess Chuchelov also has other... Other clients, 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's he's back in the picture. It looks like. I think that uh, at least uh, in Vigansay they were there together, if, if my memory serves me me right. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on to the next tournament. Uh, Arnis Giri's stunning victory in the preliminaries, decimating the field with a plus eight score and finishing ahead of Magnus Carlsen. Who wrote this? I don't think you were supposed to read out the who wrote this. Ah, okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't know. It wasn't me, but I'm still still stunned. This is the Champions Chess Tour they played. The first 15 rounds, the the usual qualifier and the top eight moved moved on to knockouts. So Anish finished finished first, Magnus finished second. But Magnus he played some good openings like one d3, one c3, one h4. Clearly, your time in Denmark is is well used. That's an interesting topic, but we cannot just leave it as completely normal that uh, Anish won the tournament. I think the previous one, he actually didn't manage to to qualify for the. For he the didn't win the tournament. He yeah. finished first. He's a qualifier. No, exactly. He, he won the the qualifier here, right? Sort of the. the what are you saying like it? Yeah, but I don't actually, such a big surprise. It's, yeah. it's mixed fields. Anish mm-hmm. is is a pretty strong, solid player, and yeah, I think if things start going his way, he doesn't lose any games. He can certainly mm-hmm. crush the lower very half of so. the field on on class and he's very very hard to beat so yeah i i don't think it's a huge surprise he's a little less stable than obviously magnus and i would guess also who else always make, makes it there like hikaru probably um these guys but i wasn't stunned especially with magnus i guess also enjoying himself a bit and probably not trying everything to make first place. No, to me, the main sure. the main surprise of the of the qualifier is Ayantai uh, who qualified. So uh, I don't know. He used to do poorly in uh, Norway in all these top tournaments, you know, in Vikanze. Oh, one year maybe he had a decent results, but in general, he's suffering. And to see him ahead of uh, Jordan, ahead of Vidit, uh, Hare Krishna, or Shankland, let's say it's. Uh, not uh, not a huge surprise, but I don't know. I would have. I mean, the odds. I felt the odds were not very very high. Let's uh, let's put it this way. That Ayan uh, would qualify, but maybe improved. I don't know. I didn't follow him the last. It was a very close race, and I think he managed to win four games in a row and such. And it's possible he's uh, well. He's quite talented, the former world. Uh, World Junior Champion, and so, and also as as, as Jan said, the, the field was kind of mixed. I would like to point out the two Chinese players also. Well, Ding uh, ended in the top three, and uh, and also Wei Yi was actually leading the tournament even by quite a margin at, at some point. But then he fell fell down a bit, and I think he even ended on in fifth fifth place, right? But uh, yeah. Wei Yi was looked very good in the beginning. Then he had quite some bad moments. Also, he was very impressive though at the start. He felt. Hungry, well-prepared, out-calculating people, winning some positional masterpiece against, who was it, Harry, I think. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was good good to see, because he's considered a bit, well, failure is strong, but he was 2,700 when he was 16 or whatever, now he's 22, and he hasn't made that jump to the top five. So it's good to see a reminder that he's still a fantastic player, and maybe his classical rating also has something to do with not having gotten that many invitations, that many opportunities, not just because of 
COVID, but also before that, it looked like mainly Ding and Yu Yang Yi were getting the invitations mm -hmm. when there were Chinese players. So I'm not sure what happened to Wei Yi, but he looked very strong. Always looks very bored when playing, which I appreciate. <laughs> so big fan. So, yeah, yeah. Also, he did quite well uh, against Ding in this uh, tournament, uh, well, where Ding qualified for the candidate, right? But he lost by yeah, yeah. minus, minus one, one and six, but yeah, yeah. wasn't he? It's did not too crushed. bad. Yeah, but when he was 16, actually, it, it looked like he, he, he would overtake Ding in a, in a few years and uh, be the uh, Chinese number one. But yeah, he didn't even come close, actually. I mean, Ding is by, by far mm -hmm. uh, the best player in China. So yeah, it's a bit... He's, of course, incredibly strong, but uh, still this jump uh, probably not happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this jump in top five or something like that. I, I don't think I don't think it's happening. <laughs> Difficult getting there, right? Uh, but, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Jan was trying to start the other topic about the tournament, which was uh, Magnus' uh, weird yeah. openings and such. So what's, what's your take on that, Loan, as an opening expert? I don't know. I think Magnus is just uh, uh, having fun. It's a qualifier, so he doesn't... I mean, he feels that he's going to qualify, which uh, nobody can blame him uh, for that, uh, because it's close to, I think, just by the numbers gives him 99.8 before every tournament or something like that, chances to qualify for the next uh, stage. So it's just about having fun, you know, trying maybe, maybe you had a, you had a bet that he will try every uh, legal move uh, on first move. And we're getting close, actually, to that. I don't know which one he didn't try. In um, let's say uh, let's say in the database, I'm not sure which one actually. Uh, I think he tried all of them, no? Knight H3 maybe or Knight A3? Did he try that? I don't know. I, I remember you had this well, game but... in Berlin actually. You are playing the you are allowed to play the Blitz tournament, but you are, you are, you had a yeah, paper yeah. and you had to try different openings. Which were given I by, playing against by, by Magnus. So it's not a huge surprise for me that he thinks uh, that he's, he has some fun tying uh, different stuff. Though it was more funny to see you playing like one one A4 mm -hmm. and, uh, and <laughs> see how it goes. That, that's true. Well, I think in one of the interviews in Norwegian television, he said that, well, if you have to play like this, you actually have to be well, pre well prepared. So, I mean... So you do spend your time on one H four, yeah? Like, <laughs> well, well, I mean, I think you can see it if you you pay close attention. I mean, for instance, after F three E five in the previous time, and he plays Knight C three, which is the computer move, and it's more or less the only way to make it uh, well playable. The same here. Well, you saw his game started H four, and the the game continued D five, and then it became Magnus played D four, C four, E six, Knight C three, and now he played C four. So it's no, basically Taras we were H four. So what was the move? H4, D5, D4, C5, C3, you mean? Yeah? Mm -hmm. No, H4, D5, D4, C5. So it's a Queen's Gambit, just with the pawn on H4. Magnus played E3. And then uh, Wei played Knight C6, and Magnus played C4. And now it's just a Taras with the pawn on H4. But you have to remember, in the Taras, very often they play G6 or G3. And now you have the pawn, and you can pounce on that. So you're getting a good Taras because you're blocking the G3 versions, right? So... No, I mean, uh, well, we are talking sophistication here. Yeah, you can laugh. So you are praising uh, your own work, yeah? It's, what, what's your, it's your point, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, <laughs> <I mean. laughs> it's what you do for a living. Good stuff, Peter. Thanks a lot. Congratulations. 
I can also reread. No, we're, we're laughing, but I actually know it to be true that all this nonsense is usually being being prepared. So but else, it's really dangerous. Otherwise, <laughs> it's, it can get it can get out of hand. And yeah, I guess it's a way for Magnus to I don't know how he thinks to keep things a little interesting while it's not really a challenge for him to qualify for for the knockout stage. Right? I'd be surprised yeah. if in the knockout. Although we'll see today. He he went one H four. So he's playing, he's playing mm. Nino. I mean, no. and also it's uh, one day knockout. So you cannot, I mean, like you have to be careful a, a little bit. Yeah, this is what one day knockout in quarter and semi final, and then the final is two days. So you can do more. Um, let's say you can have more fun. But this is one day. It's four games. If you are uh, minus one, it becomes uh, uh, very unpleasant actually. I do have an opening question for Peter, though. There's all, all this H4, D3, C3 is fine, but in the first game against Tari, there's E4, E6, D4, D5, Knight C3, Bishop B4, E5, B6, A3, Bishop yeah. F8. That, that's one of the most uh, disgusting positions uh, I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, but again, you should uh, pay more attention to Norwegian television. He was given an explanation that... Uh, he, he played this against Gurovic when he was younger on the white side. And there Gurovic managed to exchange uh, the white squared bishops and put up uh, a structure with the pawn on a4 and b5 and get his knight to c4 and somehow not being uh, in that bad shape. But uh, yeah, the bishop I b5 agree. check is like plus two. Is your uh, the explanation for your prep that he, Gurovic played this against him? Vaganyan was a big expert there. I cannot... Uh, I'm not allowed to... <laughs> Disclosed uh, internal Bishop disagreement. Bishop B5 is very easy. Oh, disagreement. It's, it's very plus two, yeah? Bishop B5. Yeah. Depends on what engine, but it's serious. Yeah, yeah. Bishop B5, C6, Bishop yeah, B4. Like yeah, I think in this sort of uh, computer tournaments, quite often they put up some uh, bad win hour structure to create a, a situation where it's 50 50 if there's a win or a draw and such. So, I mean, yeah. Well, I don't know what I'm supposed no, to but say. No, but let, let, let's face it. This qualifier for Magnus is any piece to any square. Yeah. And uh, he's going yeah, to yeah. qualify. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not a problem. I mean, like, of course, Giri winning. Uh, the qualifier is, of course, a bit... Uh, yeah, generally, pleasant, yes. But I think you remember, maybe it was one or two years back, he had to win on demand against Radjabov to, against, to qualify. I think he against Aliyazza as well, last round. Ah, my, my yeah. apologies. If so. And he up. did it, but it was apologies. much, much stronger tournament. I mean, sorry to, mm-hmm. to, to yeah. correct you. Yeah, I think, again, it's the, well, we can all have a di- different opinion on how Magnus is doing things, but overall we have to admit that he's doing quite well. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's the, that's the, that's the takeaway. So, we, we may have, uh, I mean, like, uh, I guess, play Magnus Group is dreaming of a final uh, between Giri and uh, Magnus, right? Are we two all? days. I'm not. I'm not uh, <laughs> two days of fun, two days of Twitter, no. two days of great interviews. Oof. But yeah. Yeah, I see. I will have to, I will have to mute myself for that if, if so. But uh, yeah. Moving on, no, since I... Laurent mentioned Ali Reza, I think we should be done giving Peter a hard time and switch mm-hmm. to Laurent. So Laurent, is Ali Reza playing Olympiad? I don't think, I mean, there's... there's um... The list is not yet official, but we, we, we won't have the best team. So uh, uh, there is still. Well, we know you're playing. I know I'm playing. But, uh, but I, I, I tell you, I don't know the team. I mean, like, I know some people are not playing, 
but I mean, there's still conversations going on, and it's not yet decided. I mean, like, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Next, next week. So let me try to read your Please. comments. That means Ali Reza is not playing, and then Maxim says, "Okay, if Ali Reza is not playing, um, this is pointless. I also don't want to play." And now you're trying to convince Maxim to play. Just a wild guess. That's that's not too bad, yeah. <laughs> also, do, do we fully trust Laurent? Because he's earlier said that when you play for the French team, you actually sign a non-disclosure no, no, agreement no, no. on certain things. You cannot you cannot criticize yeah, you the federation. Actually, that changed uh, a little bit. Uh, that was the, the, the quarterly uh, uh, contact, uh, but yeah. now now the change is that mm -hmm. you have more uh, freedom of speech. Uh, now, so I can mm -hmm. basically okay. say whatever I want, uh, unless I'm insulting people. But I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I like the new people mm -hmm. at uh, the federation. So, but it's actually a pity that France is not coming yeah, to the best team because that would have been would have been exciting. You'd be like number three, right? At least. Yeah. No, that's really. USA, yeah. China. That's. Uh... I mean, I would agree that should you get an Olympic medal, you would overtake me career-wise. That I will give yeah, you. Yeah, this is not this wow. is not happening. I was very excited. Uh, I really thought it was a year that it would happen, but uh, it doesn't. What's the problem? It seem to be Babuche? the case. <laughs> <Babuche>. <laughs> No, but look at Alias. I mean, if you look at Alias' schedule, uh, you see he hasn't played chess for no, half a year. No, but now he has to prepare for candidates. He's playing candidates. Then there is Zagreb Grand Chess Tour. Uh, then there is Sinkerfield Cup, uh, Tour, and uh, well, he's hoping that uh, there is a match. Hello, so you completely fell, fell into Jan's trick. You said you couldn't reveal yeah, anything. Then I he mean, said, it's, it's pretty uh, obvious that if I'm so sad and uh, uh, that the team is not uh, complete, that uh, okay. yeah, and he's extremely busy actually, much. and it's a long trip, and uh, yeah, okay. So, um, so French mm -hmm. team were. Won't be at his top and not probably not playing for medals. Uh, but good news is that the world champion will take part in the Olympiad. Well, I would say that uh, that the world champion would take part is not such a big surprise for me for Norway. The real surprise is actually that, uh, well, the, I would have to sadly sadly say that the winner of the fantasy Premier League, uh, fantasy Grandmaster League, uh, Jon Ludwig Hammer, is also playing for Norway. So Norway is coming with the. Uh, a top five team, as far as I understand. This is uh, maybe the first time ever. And uh, I think Hammer has actually been more absent from the team than Magnus. Right? Really? But anyway, you probably want to talk about the world champion. That's fine. No, enough, but so in 2000, ahead. so the best result of Norway was uh, fifth in 2016, mm -hmm. if I remember well. And yes. I think the team mm -hmm. there was kind of... Uh... Maybe it was very identical yeah, in a way. Yeah, I think it was. I'm a... There's some more depth now as well, no? Like uh, mm -hmm. with Aryan being a stable exactly. 2650 player. Like, well, no, the yeah. team is, uh, I think, one Magnus Carlsen, two Aryan Tari, three Jon Ludwig Hammer, four is is it Jon, Johann Sebastian Christiansen, and five Frode Ukadal. I'm yeah. not completely sure about the, the order of the last two, but it's, uh, it's a serious team. I mean, that is very interesting. And, can Urquidal still jump incredibly highly while standing still? I don't know. Um, I think the... he's an incredible leaper. Yeah. Well, Frodo Urquidal might not look that uh, strong physically, but he really is. I was the team captain of Norway at some point um, at a European th thing, and I think 
the story was that he well he got into a bad neighborhood and then a couple of guys uh, attacked him but i think uh, he has uh, he has well maybe he was a re- recruit in the army or something like this but uh, basically he just uh, whooped their ass and they had to retreat despite being more uh, than him and such he's a oh he's a tough t- t- tough guy yeah just uh, it's another well i mean as a chicken you should never get into a fight but definitely don't do it against uh, Okay, you can take no and so uh, the big favorites for Olympiad, I guess it's US team. Do we know the, the lineup? Or do you have some infos? No. Was Hikaru? Hikaru was not playing, right? I'm not sure if that's official. But oh, really? I heard something. Okay. okay. What's they have anyway? So, so... But even without Hikaru, they wouldn't be bad, no? Like if if it's Karana, Wesley, is Levon eligible? Yeah, he's eligible already. already. Yeah. I really think Dominguez so. and then yeah Sam or like it's it's not a bad team. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, well they would basically be the clear favorite yeah. as far as I understand. Oh, of course China. I forgot. Sorry, China is always a serious. China is always and India. I mean, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. no, India, but their first so, team at least on paper is much weaker. It's not all the kids. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Hari Krishna, Vidit, Narayanan, Erigaisi, and Sashi. I think ah, like they're a great team, of course, ah, okay. but yeah. very different on. Rating. And they will miss their best player, who's actually playing uh, awfully well these days. Yeah, their rating average is two six eighty, while the others are yeah. two seven eighty, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, if India gets a medal, I think it's a huge achievement for them. Winning is uh, it's probably asking too much. I, I still can't believe they didn't put all the kids in yeah. the team. Like you, you have yeah, to go funny, with yeah. with Gukesh, Nihal, Pragnananda, Erigaisi. And it's very scary, actually, for the other teams. I mean, to play, or to play all these yeah. kids, I mean, yeah. like, in one... What, yeah, you yeah. made it. Ah, I mean, I, I really don't want to play them. No, I think we, we did it in the 2000... Uh, I think it was... No, sorry, 1994 Olympiad in Moscow. And there was two uh, Russian teams. And, uh, well, one of them was Russia, who won. But the second one was Russia, too. He was uh, young players, I think, well... Morosevic, uh, Sakaev, and, and so on. And at some point, I think Russia too was actually leading. Then they dropped a big uh, bit down, and uh, but they were close to the medals and such. Yeah, so, in 2010 as well. No, when, whenever it's Russia, there's going to be. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense second. to do that. But again, maybe. Well, we shouldn't meddle with uh, chess mm. politics, right? So the great news is, I'll meet Laurent in Chennai, yeah. and I'll meet Peter in Stavanger next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll have so much. So much time to trash talk whoever is not there. <laughs> exactly. So you are just making yeah, sure yeah, you are no. everywhere. Yeah, you are traveling a lot these days. I'm telling you, I'm <clears throat> desperately taking any job I can get. I'm a chess professional, podcaster, doing all the great stuff. You should come to the. I'm not sure if we you can call this. You should come to the last weekend of Bundesliga, uh, Peter. We can all meet there. I, I promise you, I have written my team captain that I'm ready, but uh, so far no response. So. That's a... I even made a note that the sooner I will know the better. Yeah, but that's... Well, what else not the only one to make that note, I think. No, no. So... Is it time for the big topic? Oh, oh do we have any topic other Olympics? everyone's been <laughs> waiting for. Yeah, okay. What's wrong with Fide this week, Peter? Well, um, of interesting news is that uh, it actually started pouring in with uh, new candidates for the... Or the election. Um, first, it was Imal Sheripov who, who joined um, with a ticket where I think he has uh, N. Cooper as his, um, as his deputy. And, um, well, Sheripov is uh, a Belgian citizen, but a former, well, from, from Groshny. Um, 
he's not that well known in the in chess world, uh, at least not to, to me. I think he's appeared before on uh, Kirsten's ticket for the 2018 election. But, uh, well, that ticket didn't end up running and such. I don't know if any of That's you... That's the first time I hear Sherry the Patterson. name. I mean, like... He's not mm-hmm. a household name like Barish Poletz. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ah, you are, now you... No spoilers, please. But, uh, <laughs> Sorry, this is your segment. Just to set the table, we're talking yeah. about the FIDE elections, the World Chess Federation, which is in... What's the date, Peter? June 7th? June 7th is the deadline for <laughs> listing. And ah, right okay. now there has been four candidates listed. Mm-hmm. Of course, the incumbent president who is running for re-election, Arkady Dvorkovich from Russia. Then uh, the first challenge, that was Fumé from Togo. And now Inal Sharipov from Belgium, as well as uh, uh, Andriy uh, Baris Poletz from uh, Ukraine has, has challenged him, and Baris Poletz um, he's American, no? I, he, well, he's not. A, well, he's living in America, and he has his. Uh, I think he studies in, um, in 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 Texas and has a job there. But he's uh, representing Ukraine, yeah, and oh, okay. he's, from, he's from there and such. And uh, well, um, he is going for a. Less Russian in- influence, less uh, zero tolerance to corruption, and full transparency. Yeah, fit, yeah so I, I, I'm a big, yeah, a big I fan. Yeah, I thought, okay, that's that's Peter's guy. Yeah, that's clear. That's, <laughs> yeah. Did you <laughs> write yeah, the letter, maybe. Peter? No, I didn't write. Didn't write the letter. But uh, well, I can, I can only say that. Uh, yeah, that uh, I f- fully, fully agree with. Which perhaps is maybe not the best sign for him, but I think. Uh, on the contrary, it's, there is a guy who stands for principles, and I'm, I'm a fan of that. But so the guy, he's ba- a grandmaster, he's 31 years old, and frankly, this is, as usual, my ignorance. I had never heard of him. Is he very connected in the, in the chess world? Like, I'm a bit worried while uh, I'm sure it will be, will be a good story, and the values sound great, that... I'm not sure what's behind that, like financially and team-wise and connections-wise and so on. I think he says he's very independent and will do things differently uh-huh. than, than, than it has been usual and such. But will you I be on the ticket, to, Peter? Uh, well, I would generally love to support a guy like that, but if he wants someone who will criticize any kind of slightly wrong move, at least that would be a... A brave step, and at least uh, that will show commitment to it. I would say. Also, once uh, he's in charge, will you give him like a grace period of a hundred days, or will you go after him? Uh, I'm sorry, it's not how it works, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> so, but uh, I don't think he's the, the actual favorite. Uh, at least from what I hear, I think that people are expecting a big fight between uh, Dvorkovich and. Uh, uh, Sheripov, but um, I don't know what uh, what you guys are hearing. I don't hear. I hear nothing for lack of following but, the topic. I mean, to be oh, honest, okay. I mean, like I was expecting, like from uh, outside, Zvokovic to be reelected, like uh, to have a smooth uh, reelection, actually. Um, but uh, maybe I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not sure, like, obviously the Dvorkovic team is by far the most connected. I can't judge how strong the sentiment is, which we've also talked about on this podcast, that right now it's just impossible to support a Russian a Russian candidate, which, I don't know, many delegates might feel that way. And then yeah, it but it's not on... Yeah, when it comes to business as usual... We, we just uh, forgot. I mean, like, we, we spoke about it uh, last time, but we spoke a lot about Anand the player, 
Uh, and now we have Anandzu, the politician. Uh, Vichy is a deputy president on uh, Dvorkovic ticket. He's also a great ambassador in India. I mean, the, I mean, Vichy is very impressive, actually. Like, he's everywhere. So I think the image of Vichy uh, is really great for Dvorkovic. I mean, he's, I mean, he's a great uh, choice for, for deputy president for the election. So... Um, I don't know. I, w- I would expect that, but I have, of course, uh, no clue. And um, yeah, how, how how can you know? I mean, I agree with you there. Uh, I note down one point that uh, basically none of those uh, sort of uh, neither Dvorkovic nor his whole team, uh, the same with with Sheripov, has made basically any kind of political yeah. statements. Um, basically, they have said we are going to run, and that's that's it. Uh, Barish Pulitz made. Uh, at least some kind of uh, program. But again, I will keep praising him because uh, he stands for the things he, he stands for and such. But the general point is that everybody who is uh, who's running there, not only the pre- candidates, but also the guys in the ticket, has basically said nothing. Uh, and this is a bit, I think, quite different from last time, but that was actually a very active campaign. So far, it's just uh, basically silence. I think somehow maybe it's the Russia things that people would uh, like to tone down or something like that. I don't know, but... Uh, well, I, I cannot find anyone who is uh, saying anything actually at the moment. Maybe they studied German elections. That's our, how our boy Olaf Scholz is doing it. And okay. does that have a website or something? Yeah. I mean, like Dvokovic still? I don't think I mean, so. If you don't no, think so, they I think also, <laughs> No, I mean, well, not even don't they have a web- website, but I've also deleted uh, the but previous website. But they had a website. thumbnail, no, with like yeah. the, the five people on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, exactly. They have put up a, a picture of uh, the guys. So maybe I, 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 if, I, if I would be in Vokovic, of course, I'm very far from that. I mean, I would think, okay, I have this guy, uh, Vichy. He's a guy, five times world champion, very respected. I mean, like, uh, very liked by uh, chess professionals and uh, chess amateurs as well. So I think you just put mm-hmm. Vichy there and you just uh, cruise. I mean, that would be my <laughs> my my hunch. Oh, that was my job for eight years, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that's probably the, the strategy. No, I think some is saying that in politics that if you have a winning position, just yeah. shut up. But uh, I don't know if they have a winning position. I mean, but uh, no, also, as again... As Jan keeps saying, 7th of June is the deadline. Then there is like a, a two-month election period. Maybe things, well, things tend to heat up at some point. You know, people will get provoked or things will... will oh, they, they, they will heat up at, uh, in Chennai, maybe, during the Olympiad. Maybe as well, but uh, hopefully there will be some... Well, hopefully for us who thinks chess politics is important and interesting, uh, there will be things even before that. And we'll we'll be your eyes on the ground, Peter, in Chennai. If we see (laughs) any envelopes, we will instantly send you the pictures. That's I I know you. Unless it's for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes, Exactly. And we do hope we get something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm googling Sharipov. His short films have won numerous awards at festivals. Short film, white film, was awarded best film at the Monaco and Naples festivals. Are you sure it's the same? It sounds cool. Hmm? The same. Yeah, no, I've also checked. Uh, I mean, well, I don't have to say it. Of course, I've checked it as well. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and such. So um, no, no. It's also. I mean, I think some of you guys was mentioning that the fifth candidate might also materialize, right? But I, think that's uh, it. I honestly, I'm not that well connected in the world of chess politics. 
No, I think the ones we were hinting at have materialized by now. There was ah, one okay, was okay. only Dvorkovich and Fume. Fair enough. But I also don't know much. Then also, if we have to, well, step a bit aside from the sort of actual elections, but still within the realm of uh, politics, then uh, the, the famous Ukrainians, uh, Belyavsky and Michal Sishin, we know them for doing um, uh, books on endgames together, for instance, and such, but of course also individual careers, both as players and, and coaches and such. Head of they the FIDE Trainer Commission, no? you yes. must have had a lot of good feedback for Michal Sishin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the field trainer commission is headed by Mikhail Kobalia. Wasn't Mikhail? Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was for sure. It's very long mm. time ago. It's been. Uh, I wouldn't uh, think so. Five years. Was second in command. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but no, that's, that's Kobalia. Kobalia I mean, uh, well. No, no. I meant Mikhail Shish. <laughs> and I think actually, well, Fide at some point asked me if I was interesting of being that, and I thought in cooperative spirit, I said, well, maybe I could be that, uh, but. Make up your mind if you actually would like me to be it. And then they made up their mind and said, no, we don't want you to be it. And I thought, okay, well, thanks for, for asking. <laughs> they need you on the ethics committee. Like, yeah, that, that's, that, that's I, the debates. You're not the only I, one I, making that. Sure? I, and I guess. Sure but the others uh, you, might be you, serious. You told us a uh, real conversation because it's a bit weird, yeah, to offer you to be the... To be the head of trading committee. And, yeah. I, I mean, you are... Well, we're missing some details. Well, I think and, the... I think the one asking me didn't have a sort of full mandate to ah. just, uh, you know, he had to suggest someone and such. On the subject of me being on the ethics committee, I have to remind you that I have 11 years of uh, practice working in Danish court system uh, as, a, wow. as a layman judge. So I think actually I wouldn't be the worst candidate there, to be honest. Um, what do you think? No, I, I very <laughs> okay. much enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would be good and fair. But uh, anyway, my hunch is we will never know. I think we should uh, also have Laurent. It should be a package deal. <laughs> we should both be on there. We are a team, Peter. Don't, don't look like that. Yeah, that would be nice. I think that then we would have a split decision rather on. You need, you need, a, um, you need a, anyway. a guy who is like a fair guy and a co-opted guy. So I, I would be, yeah. I would be the co-opted guy. We, we would make a great team. Anyway, I think we interrupted you on Beljavsky yeah. and Michal Exactly. Beljavsky and Michal actually are kind of more serious. And they want to have uh, the Russian Chess Federation expelled from FIDE. Uh, and they're basically pointing to Shoigu and uh, Peshkov being in the leadership and being, in their opinion, war criminals and such. Um, well, I obviously sh typically share the most uh, aggressive point of view, so I, I agree with that. But um, I don't think it's going to come that far. But uh, no, it's clear that some is uh, making that point of, point of view uh, and such. So... Just saying that things could start heating up, but of course also it is a legitimate uh, decision, and it's not raised by 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 some someone without a brand or reputation. I mean, Belyavsky, for instance, was the head of the well World Champions uh, Chief Appeal Committee in 2018 under the current leadership uh, and such. But uh, they made a very strong statement uh, asking for. Yeah, no, of course, Belyavsky was one of the strongest players in the world. I mean, like a former candidate, he played a match with Kasparov. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, clearly, and well-respected grandmaster. Now, now playing for Slovenia, but of course, Belyavsky and Mihal Shishina are, mm -hmm. they grew up together. I know I have these mm -hmm. stories from, from Yusuf Dorfman. They grew up together in the same city, mm -hmm. Belyavsky, Dorfman, and Mihal Shishina. Yeah, from Lviv. 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 They yeah. grew up together, they trained together, so mm -hmm. they know each other for, for, forever, basically. I don't know where they live, actually, if they live, still live in Ukraine or not. Mikhail Shishin is still in Lviv, okay. I think Belyavsky is somewhere else, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. 
No. And they're both representing Slovenia, actually. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, uh, I, actually, I lost the game to Miracic yeah. when he was representing yeah. Slovenia, so I don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Uh, if it's still the case, but uh, it's very likely. No, no. But, uh, yes, sort of. Persons and individuals, they're very much uh, yeah, of course. Ukrainians and such. Um, yeah, as then, for the sentiment, okay, whenever we're on this topic, we keep sort of going in circles. I find it very understandable, especially if, if I was Ukrainian or had Ukrainian roots, I'd certainly feel that way while my country is being being destroyed. And yeah, I kind of, I'm not, not sure, I haven't thought through If I agree with it, but yeah, I think it's a very natural, natural thing to to demand right now. The question is, which is also when it comes to German politics, probably people or some people are also thinking beyond the war. It doesn't make sense to exclude um, Russians for anything now, while others have the approach. Let's yeah have the harshest sanctions we can we can think of now and then see how the world looks in the future. In practice, how much difference does it make? Like Russia is already not playing the Olympiad and the players could just play under FIDE flag. No, well, they, it's not that easy. But I think this one is mainly gunning at the Federation. That, For instance, they will lose their voting rights. They will uh-huh. lose the right to appear at uh, the General Assembly and such. And also, well, I mean, we're talking about Russians in general, but... Uh, The Russian Chess Federation is actually represented by Dmitry Peskov, who is Putin's spokesperson, and uh, I think Gennady Shoigu, who is the head of the army. I mean, it's just not random guys. Right. I th- that is a very legitimate point, that as long as people like this is uh, legally and officially representing them, we can't have them. That point of view... And actually... uh, is, uh, is Russia nominating Zvokovic? No. Who is nominating Zvokovic? Uh, at least they're not among the, the list of countries uh, nominating him, as far as I remember. I think it's uh, from Europe, it's Cyprus and uh, Montenegro. Uh, uh, and I've forgotten some of the others. Uh, probably India as well, if I remember correctly. But uh, don't sort yeah. of, uh, you know, uh, force me to, to Google it. So, um, and, uh, well, I think... Today, someone was making the point that Fidi is congratulating yeah. Karpov, which they just stripped of, stripped of his things on his birthday. I think it was my former countryman, Jakob Ogo, who was pointing that out. But uh, I don't know. I mean, well, Karpov was the world champion on his birthday. That, that is a fact. If we should completely strip him of... Well, it maybe... I don't know if one can do with, like, Fischer, that we sort of... Uh, we, we don't want to associate ourselves with uh, the person, but we still... Uh, take them as part of our chess history. Or something. I mean, it's, uh, it's a fact. I mean, it's part of uh, chess mm-hmm. history. That, that is difficult, yeah. But if we should officially congratulate him for his birthday, I don't know. Uh, I haven't thought much about that, to be honest. So you brought it up just to not congratulate him on his birthday? <laughs> no, I brought it up because I think it's my job to raise interesting and principled questions here and get your expert opinions on it, while I'm a bit biased because, uh, well, I don't know. So you're not going to, you don't want to congratulate him? I don't have much touch with Karpov. I mean, he's, uh, I played a draw with him in Blitz once, but uh, else not really, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We, we are, we're not sort of recently speaking yeah. like No, this the debate is always, <clears throat> Peter says, guys, are you with me condemning any Russian? And then we sort of give a vague half answer, right? I think this is what we do every episode. I, I don't know enough about Karpov's no. political career. 
obviously he's a great great champion it's not a version no actually Carp- I would this okay this is a bit important for me Lohan. Carpo I want to condemn because he's actually yeah. voted for certain things in the Russian Duma he has responsibility I'm not condemning any Russian there's a lot of Russians I have sympathy sorry, for sorry I shouldn't have said yeah. like that I no I will say that sorry. I might want to sanction all Russians that's completely different condemning and sanction is different sanctions is, might be necessary to make sure that Russia doesn't rebuild financially and things like this to do a, a next wave of attacks things like that condemning yeah just well just so I, I don't condemn all Russians but I might be in favor of sanctioning them no, I apologize. Actually, that's not a topic mm-hmm. I should be joking about. I didn't mean that. No, no, but Sorry. it's no, not. No. Uh, yeah, actually, Kapov is a different. Uh, of course, he's much. Kapov is different. I mean, he's he's sanctioned and for good reasons. So there's nothing to say there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe we had enough of chess politics, if possible. Really? Then we are scrolling down, and we are actually getting to the stage of one of our favorite topics, uh, which called questions. Wow. And, uh, well, we have uh, Ben Johnson, I would say, maybe a podcast colleague, but maybe that's putting us into in too higher league uh, in, in a way. So, anyway, his question is, do Luang and Peter feel the quality of the podcast is compromised because Jan is not a former Siegerman chess tournament champion? No. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. <Yes. laughs> First of all, have we established that... Laurent actually won Sigmund. No, no, no. Sure, no. Peter wasn't sure. Like he was, he was trying to be modest. No, Peter he was said, sure. Like maybe I won Sigmund, and you know, like when I no, say, but no, did you win it sure. or not? This is the kind of thing you remember. And he said, yes, I won. I had better tiebreaks. Yeah. yeah. No, but clearly Ben from Perpetual yeah. Chess, he's trying to to break us apart by exactly. producing. Well, to be such, fair, yeah. such heated debates. Jan and, never uh, had the chance to win it, right? No, I think, and once again, I'd have to go back, check very old emails. I once got invited, but being the reliable email answerer that I am, I needed two, three days, and then I got another email saying, you didn't get back, I will now invite some other GM, wow. which is fair okay. enough. So two, three days. Yeah. So I can you take some maybe class that for was a small window for me where I had a chance. To inform you of that, yeah, okay. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I think Jan has other qualities than winning the Sigmund tournament, so I think not the really. The two-time Bangkok Chess Club champion <laughs> you're throwing under the bus, Ben Johnson. What have you won? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, well, if there was a best chess postcard of the year, he might have, but it doesn't exist. So yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm pretty sure. Sh- well. Um, Fresh asked me if I'm sure I won. Yes, I'm sure I no. won in t- Sigmund. I won on tiebreak. I'm actually very good at winning on tiebreak. I also won the Skanderbeck tournament. I think we were four-player sharing first. Maybe even uh, Nigel Short was one of it. But um, I won it on tiebreak. And I especially remember that uh, based on our s- number in the tournament, we got bigger and bigger champagne bottles. So I got the biggest one. And despite Short actually very much trying to, to cover himself, I managed to shoot it up in the ceiling and down in Shaw's eye afterwards. So maybe that's where our friendship sort of uh, slid uh, a bit apart. Well, not actually. But no, I have won quite some tournaments. I think also in Drummond I won on tiebreak. No, no. I mean, this is my speciality. Very impressive. That's very interesting. Let's Thanks. move on to <laughs> Matschbrötchen, who's saying which one of the top 100 players can drink the most amount of beer? Very German mm. question. <laughs> 
who drinks. Are we talking beer. just pure ah, quantity or sort of uh, who can drink a lot without being drunk? I would guess it's pure quantity. You're allowed to be drunk. Mm -hmm. I'm studying the list now. The thing is with this new chess generation, it's not like the old days. Yeah. Guys aren't out there drinking beer every day. No, they're just in their room like on their computers, and then you have the French team, all of them, <laughs> alone in the lobby. So, no, disclaimer, really... I didn't bring, uh, drink a lot of beers uh, in my youth while playing chess. But anyway. Everyone but Peter I, I drank would, a lot uh, of beer in Peter's youth. Gitschuk? Is he drinking he, beer? Is he, is he drinking no, beer? beer yeah, I don't think, I've never yeah, seen that. Yeah, it's not his set. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, it's hard to say. Some... Many people are not drinking, I tell you, you're right. I have seen uh, pictures of Musa and Fresnay with beers in their hand. And uh, as only one of them is in top 100, I will have to go for him. F fake Jeez. beers. Yeah, I don't know how much. Ah, but okay. uh, anyway, beers, I mean, it's not uh, part of our culture, you know. We don't drink much beers. Maybe not, you're right. I don't know in which countries you drink beers. I mean, I'm also not Germany, sure that Greek... Gre yeah, let's check the list for Germans Rubam, in the top 100. Maybe. Blue Baum, no, I don't think he can drink the most beer. Uh, Kaimara, I have my doubts. Uh, Swane, no, I think yeah. this will not be a heavy drinking German Olympic team. It will be news for, new for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. You enjoyed the. Also, so we, be, we still don't have an answer. If we, I mean, we cannot go back like uh, 35 years. I think uh, every, every, every second. Green? Mamed Yarov, I could see Mamed yeah. Yarov being good at drinking beer. Um, I don't know if he does. But he looks like he'd be good at it. Okay, let's go with Mamedyov, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think that's, uh, I mean, it's like a sort of character assault without any kind of uh, sort of firm ground. But uh, Fair enough. Can you assault somebody else's character then? We need a pick. Yeah, I, I chose Moussa, but it apparently was a fake, fake picture. But still, I think being in the French team somehow, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It is... I'm... I'm, I'm Honestly, not aware of any, like, even regular or heavy yeah. beer drinker yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. in the top no. 100 going through the list. Like, you never see anybody just sitting in some bar no. chucking away beers from that's these true. guys. Damn it. That's all. Damn ah, it. maybe let's go with David. David Howell, no? He's, he's the kind of guy you can hey, see at the game, it? at the pub. And, uh, I mean, British guys, they generally go to the pub after the game. And uh, I have what? a drink. Wow. I mean, Imagine if that statement was made about French guys. Like, yeah, yeah. Laurent um, would be up okay. in arms. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, uh, no, you can right. see them. <laughs> nice stereotype. But fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, maybe let's yeah, but, leave it at uh, that. I mean, I know about that can, because can I'm there. I mean, like, it's, I mean, how can you know about that if you're not there? I mean, no, you just don't drink beer. Yeah, yeah? that's the that's the debate yeah. here. Exactly. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Chess Pachala is saying, good question. Why does he need seconds? Is PH Chess working on 1H4 opening files? That one we've answered already. I also saw a lot of comments. There was this mid video, this behind the scenes video from the training camp. Like, LOL, it looks like he's training them. Which, to some extent, I guess it's true. But I'm also surprised that people just now found out that Magnus might be better at chess than, than us. Like, training is not exactly telling him, you know, Magnus, the horsey, if you move it aggressively, you can really put pressure. It's more generating files and helping with the directions noticed. Um, 
And then, yeah, serving as a sparings partner. But it's not too surprising to me that Magnus would be right in a debate about a position with with anybody um, after that. So, so I was surprised by that. But maybe it's also this notion yeah. of trainer and chess is so particular. Maybe Peter can elaborate a bit. Because obviously Roger Federer's trainer, who's also a great chess player, by the way, is crushing Federer in tennis. So chess is a bit of an exception there. How is your internet, uh, Peter? I, to be honest, my best guess is that uh, my boss just started uh, watching basketball on the same connection. And uh, that somehow seems to take all the bandwidth. Um, I don't have a particularly good reason to so Can you hear us? I can spoil the results and he's done with it. No, (laughs) yeah, no, that would uh, be breaching my contract on something that actually matters. And so, no, Uh, I don't know what you guys said about H4, but that we will take lightly, but sort of spoiling basketball results, that's uh, just a no-go. No, how no, um, would you define your, your job? Like, you are not, like, you think a trainer or a coach is a good definition or just advisor or second? Uh... Tra- tra- trainer is, is different. I think also what people get wrong at times is that, well, I spoke with some football coach about it, that, that they, they think a trainer is like an instructor and yeah. we are really not like that. Uh, yeah, what yeah, do you do exactly. with the best ones? We're not telling him that. I'm, I'm trying to... Well, also, it's an individual sport, so it's not like football or not like Jan, let's say, within a Bundes team, where he will just tell you do this, you do that. No. With us, it's the player who has the sort of mental capacity and who's one, the one in charge. So I'm trying to help him to do the things he wants and to try that he can feel as uh, comfortable or as less uncomfortable as possible in that sense. So, I mean... That might include uh, losing to him in paddle or looking at H4 or... I mean, you know, caring about football and all kind of things, which all luckily comes very natural to me. But um, I mean, and of course, I also do a lot of uh, chess research. I look at uh, openings. I look at uh, computer developments, all this kind of stuff. So you have to be into these details. But um, it's not comparable to what... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Please interrupt. No, just I think what people sometimes don't understand that preparing for chess openings for individual opponents... Is just a a lot of work, and if you're a world class player, then ideally you don't want to expend all that energy before a game or the night before a game. So if you have people who are qualified doing these files and give you a a summary of here's the stuff you need to know for today, that just helps. It doesn't mean that he couldn't or any world class player couldn't do the work himself. They certainly can, but also people like us who are slightly weaker nowadays with very strong engines can do that work on a very decent basis. And then ideally, depending on the dynamic you have, explain to your boss what he needs to know there and also find directions that you think is comfortable with. So it's basically also a time saver, I would say. Very much. And time and energy saver, for sure. I mean, things that you can outsource, you try to outsource. And also, well, we are so good that we can have a meaningful conversation with him about chess. But of course, we're not at his level that we can sort of tell him, do this, do that, in a way. So he's trying to find some sparring partners who is capable of working on their own, uh, in a way, is is my impression. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. That's the questions for today? Yeah. Yeah, Tales from the Training Camps. I remember, yeah, we were talking about, yeah, uh, big news from Paris is Mbappé... uh, Mbappé staying in the club in Paris, which makes, I guess, Magnus not so not so happy because he's a big uh, Real Madrid fan. 
And he, 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 mm -hmm. immediately uh, reminded me uh, this match we watched together in the training camp in Palanga, actually, when uh, it was a World Cup final. So I didn't, I mean, like, I'm so professional, I couldn't believe it. Actually, the final of uh, World Cup, I watched it from Lithuania in some bar with Peter uh, and his friends, his Lithuanian friends, voting against France. It was not voting for Croatia, it was mainly voting against France. Uh, accusing France to, to cheat because we, we got a penalty. <laughs> got a very weak penalty. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> By being very uh, clear. Anyway, but I think I think the story that connects with chess and training camps is, is PSG, right? And I think you are right that everyone in Real Madrid now feels incredibly betrayed by uh, by Mbappé, who probably used uh, these negotiations as leverage to make a deal with, of with, with uh, a better deal with PSG. And at the same time, uh, Madrid might have turned down other options. They are mentioning Holland as one, for instance. But I think that the thing that connects with the... Uh, with training camps, I think, was that when we were in Qatar and uh, also one other place, I mean, I think it became a tradition that we would watch uh, PSG completely bust out in flames from the Champions League. And uh, me and Magnus would have great fun with that, while Laurent, I mean, you could see that it really matters to him and he thinks that this is going to be easy and such. And they're just going to, well, well, we know the history of PSG in, uh, in the Champions League, right? That it's... Uh, I mean, well, there's a number of uh, humiliating stories. Yeah, but we didn't. That, um, I always well, enjoy was... it when we know, because of course we, we know that Laurent, sometimes he can't watch it in real time. So since he's a big fan, he has to catch up on the match. So obviously we Google the result before it. And then we, we tease him with it. Like we give hints on the, on the result, but we don't tell him exactly. And we lie to him if he asks if we know the result or not. So it was great fun when PSG had played 0-0 the night before and Laurent, were, I think, was trying to catch up with the game on a rest day. And we were in, in his giant That's suite. Yeah, and we could keep on. telling him, don't, don't, don't expect any goals anytime soon. But do you know it's 0-0? No, 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 we don't know. Just uh, don't get your hopes up. Like, uh, it's very enjoyable for me. Like, yeah, Laurent provides a lot of the joy. Good <laughs> mm -hmm. feel. No, but I remember, I mean, I, I don't have this memory that we watch uh, by... Together. I mean, not important matches like against Barcelona. Twice. Uh, we, we didn't actually watch that together. No, this one we didn't. No, no, the well, earlier no. matches, you can check the dates. So, well, we can you go and check yeah, your flight we, we, tickets so, and compare I mean, them I, with the Paris botching out. I clearly remember that bar in Palanga where we watched the World Cup final and your you face. And I was trying not yeah, to look too happy, true. actually, because uh, it was serious in the bar. Like, they were really voting for Croatia. Mm -hmm. I didn't know to which extent, so I couldn't. Uh, to train to, to myself. Actually, I think even Magnus uh, in Weigensee, he was in Amsterdam one day and he bought me a PSG shirt. Just He yeah. said that, well, worried when you make videos with friends, you'll make him happy. Yeah. But uh, I managed to forget it in my room and I was a bit embarrassed. So I ended up having to actually buy one and uh, get it sort of sent to Jan's apartment who could then bring it for our uh, shows in, uh, when we were filming together and such. So, I mean... I've actually spent money in the PSG shop, so you shouldn't be too upset with me when, I, when I'm teasing you with that. But anyway, that's what we do on training The one camps. thing I like about your um, football fandom is that Kylian Mbappe yeah. song. Because usually we have difficulties finding music that we all enjoy, like Daniel and I, and Jorn to some extent, we usually like like English hip-hop, R&B, and Laurent likes French, 
chansons. So it's not easy. But in, yeah. in Thailand, during the match, we had this one song, yeah. Kylian yeah. Mbappe. The lyrics are something like, World champion, Kylian Mbappe, world champion, Kylian Mbappe, world champion, Kylian Mbappe. And we heard it like 8,000 yeah, times, I believe. And no one yeah, ever got Yodin, sick of it. Yeah, was putting... Yodin was a major fan, I think. I think he's still... Yeah, 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 but yeah, we all yeah, liked it for no, some it, was, it was nice, yeah. Uh, I, I, and there's always this punchline at the end of the song, Angolo Kante, which always catches this me. This is right, a, right. another song, actually. It's two songs, yeah. Ah, it's another no, one. One, ah, one is really, okay. I mean, the, it's watch champion Kylian Mbappe, and that's it. I mean, like, it's, uh, I mean, that's <laughs> singing it in a different way, but they are singing, I mean, it's the four, uh, the four words uh, you have in, into the song, I mean, which, which is a bit weird, but, yeah, okay. It was, uh, yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I should tweet yeah. it, actually. I, I missed that song. Yeah. Maybe we should have anyway. a Chicken Chess Club playlist somewhere with, on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, perhaps moving on to the probably last subject of the week uh, called the Chickens of the Week, where we each have to nominate some chickens. Uh, Who's want to start or should it be me? I'll start. I'll take Ali Reza for chickening out oh. from the Olympian, bringing Laurent oh. his well-deserved medal. Oh, come on. And the chain reaction, now Maxime might not play. And you can't let down oof, the French national oof, team that's oof. been so close I, like I, that. I, I still, I, I'm, I'm shocked. Why did I say that? I mean, I gave you some uh, perfect spot. So I will, I, will, I will let you the last word, uh, Peter. I will nominate uh, Rajabov. Uh, why we didn't hear about Rajabov for a long time. He didn't play for a long time. But in general, I didn't have, I, I mean, like, I didn't have uh, any idea. I mean, like, of course, I could uh, nominate one of, of my countrymen, but I don't do such. And uh, for me, is a perfect definition of uh, chicken uh, in general, uh, that the guy is incredibly strong, but he's so scared or is something, you know, he's trying to make a door, not playing because it's too dangerous and so on. <laughs> he will play next week in Norway chess, and I'm sure he will find a way to... <laughs> to make a bunch of those, so yeah, uh, that was Hajabov because uh, okay, he didn't play for for a very long time, and uh, he's a perfect definition. So for you, it's not it's not so much what happened during the last week, but he'll just introduce us to a new chicken. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, no, if I don't have a chicken for the last week, it's not. It's a valid approach as yeah, well. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like I felt no, it's like fine with me. We, we, it's already the sixth episode, and we didn't mention Rajabov, which, in my opinion, is that is that's a very uh, fair point. Like. The same level than Gay, and I already mentioned Gay. Uh, no, I think it's a very different level because Gary. They are both Hall of Famers, yeah. No. So. It's the same level. Okay, um, well, <laughs> mine is probably not a surprise, but I'm gonna sort of um, nominate the, well, let's say the feeder leadership or those running for the presidency or the, their tickets who basically just announced that they're running but don't tell us why or don't show up for interviews or things like that. I think that uh, when you want to, to have office, you should also tell us why. So, so you're calling Vichy a chicken? That's a good point. I think the answer will have to be yes. Wow. Sorry, I'm just trying to stir up trouble. But yeah. yeah, I know. Please then, don't tell him, okay? <laughs> no. I'm sure he's, he's listening. Also... Vichy, greetings. <laughs> Big fans, you know that. Uh, so that's more, that's it. Okay, any prediction for next week's? Uh, who's going to win some tournaments? Are we just going to leave it here? Is Fresh still going to be uh, Yeah, no. Uh, Magnus will win the championship too. Awesome. 
Uh, and Stavanger. And Stavanger. I'll, I'll meet you guys in Stavanger. Can't wait. Some of us, yeah. Uh, I'll meet. Magnus and you. <laughs> ah, that's true. Fair enough. Uh, and such, that's true. And uh, I think Vichy is going to win the... That I'm not sure. Um, the... It's a bit special. No. I'm a bit... Uh, I'm sure that I think so. You can have a very bad day. Mm -hmm. Fabi yeah. is catching up now. I understand. But, uh, yeah. oh, it's going to be let's close. See. But, uh, let's see. Good. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure. And thanks for keeping good order during my show here. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much for hosting the show and everything else that you do, Peter. It's been a great pleasure. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening.